heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Is uh, back here on another Monday just to recap what happened this week in the NFL. And uh, with me is the one, the only, uh, President Jet Fan Danny. How we how we feeling today? I mean, you know what it is, like you said, but uh, you know, a lot better than I uh, than I was yesterday. You know, I got uh, 24 hours to process everything, and you know, we're doing we're doing better today. We're rational today. No, no, no. I got you. I got you. I got you. Just just had to ask. Just had to ask. That's all. That's all. Of course. But, appreciate uh, asking. No problem. No problem. That's what I do. So before we get into our games, obviously it's a hot button. We're just going to run down everything that we see here. Um, I just want to touch upon Thursday's game quickly because. I was like, I literally had a three, I had a three leg parlay for this game. Two thirds of it hit, which I got called ballsy for because I picked Washington to win out like money line and then Washington, but the Giants to cover three and a half. Do they, do they let you do that in Canada? Because anytime I've ever bet, it's, you can't mix the money line with the spread. So that's actually really cool that you were able to do that. Literally yeah, that, uh, legalized less than a month ago. Oh, wow. No, I know. So, so, all right. So I've been betting for years now. And usually like when I would make a parlay, it's either you have to pick one or the other. You can't combine money line and spread on the same game. So that's pretty cool that you were, you know, given the option to do that. I know that I know the over over hit, so it kind of ruined your ticket. But, you know, yeah, you can win some money doing that, bro. You can definitely win some money doing that. The, that game, like, screamed to me, like, you know, 20 to 17, like, 17, oh, yeah. 14. It screamed, mm-hmm. like, under. That's 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 why I went with the under. 100%. 100%. And, and that's the thing with these games, man. When, when all logic points to it going over or all logic points to it going under, it, it, the opposite always happens, man. You know, like, six times out of ten. So, you know, that's sports betting for you, man. Yeah. You'll learn. You'll learn. There was a Barstool, there's a Barstool Sports podcast called Dime Package. It's hosted by Fran and Casey, two women who work there. And Casey made a great point. She's like, you always want to bet the over because you're always rooting for points. It's like for the under, you're almost rooting for like a shitty football game. I think especially earlier in the season, I think the offenses are a little bit more ahead of the defenses. You know, the defenses start to settle in later in the year, you know, when it gets cold out and stuff. But um, yeah, no, I think I think there's been a lot of over so far to uh, to start the first two weeks. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I see like a, like the only unders I've really seen so far is like New England hit theirs in their first two games, and then a couple other teams here. But there's just some easy ones, like including last night's, which we'll get to later. The Sunday night game, I knew that was easy money taking that over. Oh yeah, yep, yeah, easy, easy money. But the only thing I'll have to say about because that was the thing I love, like we've kind of been th- thankful for good primetime football so far. Yeah, man. So it's been surprisingly well, you know. Um... I didn't really pay attention to last night, uh, not last night, um, the week one Sunday night game with the Rams. You know, I just had no interest in watching that. But, I mean, apparently Stafford Baldy looked really good. You know, the, the Monday night game that followed, the Vegas one, was awesome. You know, the Thursday night game. Uh, not that it was awesome. It was surprising more more so than anything. You know, I know we're going to get to that right now. And then, yeah, last night's uh, Sunday night game was, was really good. So, we got to start talk- here. Yeah, exactly. But the the yeah Rams Bears too. Like I was kind of like in and out of it because like like last Sunday was such like a serotonin overload that but then like by the time like the four o'clock games are done, I'm like all right, cool, I need a break. Like last night I was like in and out of watching the four o'clock games, so like it wasn't like anything too too bad. 
But um, no, the only thing I'll say about like this past Thursday's game is just like if you re- if the Giants really want to be that team to take the next step, they have to really start you know closing in and like closing out games. Like they had a lot of chances to do that, and they let they let Washington march down the field with like no time left. And then the offside call, call it what you it is. But that, that game kind of showed, look, this team's still lacking discipline. Yeah, dude, absolutely. And, you know, if you're a Giant fan, you knew coming into the year your crutch was your defense. You know, that's what you leaned on if, if Daniel Jones wasn't going to be good. Which you can't, you can't really point the finger at Daniel Jones for Thursday. You know, it wasn't his fault. But that defense was getting torched, man, in every situation possible. And I know fans want to, you know, like point to that, Dexter Lawrence really wasn't offsides. It's not about that, man. You you had multiple chances to take this game away and 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 ice it, and you just you just couldn't do it, you know. And Taylor Heineke isn't, you know, he's not special. He he made some nice throws, but you know that 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 decision to throw the ball to McLaurin and basically hand the Giants the game, you know, your defense got to come through for you there, man. You can't you can't let them drive down the field and and win that game. So I think I think it's time to I think it's time to panic if you're a Giant fan. Or I think it's like the realization setting and like, hey, look, we're like we're not exactly as good as we uh, thought they were. Because like, let me see here. Because like, if I'm looking at their schedule right now, like next week they have a gross game against the Atlanta Falcons, which gets buried in the one o'clock window. But their October is nothing to scoff at. You've got mm-hmm. at the Saints, at the Cowboys, versus the Rams, versus the Panthers, at the Chiefs, versus the Raiders, and then your bye week, and then you get the Buccaneers. So, so I yeah. That, that's you, nothing you, to laugh at. That I'm, I, I'd be shitting myself if I were a Giant fan. Like you gotta win it against Atlanta. And the problem, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The problem is, like, you should be able to point to Atlanta and be like, yeah, that's gonna be a win. But can you confidently say that, like, they're gonna go out and 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 beat Atlanta? No, you know, like I I I might even pick Atlanta for this game. Um, it's just it's just it just hasn't been good. The GM, Gettleman, went all in on this year. He mortgaged their future cap for this team. He thought this team was good enough to compete, make the, play, make the playoffs. And, you know, the results aren't there. And this is how people lose jobs. Thank God, thank God you have the second first-round pick next year to fall back on. But, you know, the, the Giants need a lot of help, man. They went Tony in the first round this year. The guy can't even get on the field. You know, Aziz Ojolari, he's got two sacks. You know, he, they hit there. But, you know, the O-line... Everyone knew. Everyone said all offseason that Giants O-line is, is, is terrible. It's dog shit. And that's what it's been. And then you just lost your best guy, Nick Gates, you know, to a season-ending injury. Andrew Thomas hasn't been spectacular whatsoever. So, you know, it's it's if, if you lose to the Falcons, you know, in this in this market in New York, it's going to get ugly. It's going to get ugly. Yeah, exactly. The one thing I'll say, too, is, like, the Kevin Gates injury. Like, I actually missed it in real time, but I was kind of glad that I had to go on Twitter to find it and that, like, Fox – basically came out and said, yeah, we're not going to reshow it. I, I like, because I know back in the day, Fox, like other networks, they'll show that, they'll get all the angles of it. But I was really glad that like, they, you know what, they were like, hey, look, it's too gross. We're not going to show it. Like sometimes you got to respect the guy. Yeah, no, I actually, I went and I saw it. I watched the replay on, because you find anything on Twitter. So I went and watched it. And yeah, it was, it was, that was a brutal one. Man. And another one to bring up injuries, Saquon's not healthy, man. I, he, he doesn't look like the same guy at all. You know, like like that that one run, the big run he had down the sideline. Old Saquon probably gets that in, honest to God. So if if Saquon's gonna be like this all year, that's just you know you're just at some point if you're if you're zero and seven, zero and eight, and he's still looking like this, you gotta. I think you gotta shut him down. You can't you can't risk him. You know, tearing that ACL again. Yeah, exactly, because even too, I knew for fantasy this year, you had to fade him. You, I knew I you had to fade him. him. Yep. I definitely faded him. 
which with other running backs, we'll talk about that in a minute. I'm just looking at the line right now. It's a 48.5 over under, and the Giants are a three-point favorite going into Sunday's game. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but let's just get into Sunday quickly. Uh, Broncos at Jags. Um, more so than Denver looking good. Um, well, one thing I do want to say about the Broncos quickly before I get into Jacksonville. I know mm. they play you guys this coming Sunday, but I want to see Den- Denver's October is where I'm really going to judge them. Like, I'm not going to say, you know, 2-0. Like, they beat the Giants and the Jags, so it's like whatever. Their October is the Ravens, the Steelers, the Raiders, the Browns, and the football team. So that's five mm. games. If they can escape that at 3-2, and two, so say if they beat you guys on Sunday, they're 3-0. and oh, Mm-hmm. And then they they're six and two going into November. Then I'll say, okay, cool. Hey, I think these guys are going to push to the playoffs. But if they crumble and only win two or even one one game in October, then shit's going to start to get ugly down in the Mile High City. Oh, definitely, man. I mean, but you can't you can't fault them right now. They're playing who's on the schedule and they're and they're taking care of business. They were projected by many to be a playoff team, so the defense is showing up and. To be honest with you, Teddy's this is the best Teddy's looked since, you know, probably his Vikings days. You know, he's made he's really making plays. He's rolling out of the pocket. He's you know, he's he's finding he's a good game manager. He's making yeah, he's he's making the he's making good throws, man. So um, you know, he's got the receiving talent there finally, you know, with, with Sutton. Sutton went off yesterday. Uh, you know, Noah Fant's a really good tight end. And uh, you know, don't sleep on um KJ Hamler and uh and uh and Tim Patrick. They're they're very reliable receivers too. And that's not to mention Judy. Judy went down. You know, this is, they're doing this without Judy. So very impressed with the Broncos so far, man. And I know I knew we were uh, we weren't really too high on them in the off season. You know, you thought Vic was gonna get fired, but you know they're they're stepping up to the plate, and that's a tough ass division too, man. For me, for the Vic Fangio stuff, it's just always been. He's never really. I feel like he's just too old school and stuff with his approach. That's where I was saying like, look, hey, maybe you have to get like a new school approach. That's like why even with the game we're watching now, I felt like, hey, Jared Goff could be better because he's working with Anthony Lynn, who's a great OC, and also the fact that I feel like there's no pressure on him to win really helps him in his favor. Um, one other thing I'll say. Um, one other thing I'll say quickly about the Denver Broncos is just like I said, look. I feel like they could make the playoffs, but at the same time, too, it depends on how the Chargers do. They're also going to have to win their games in division. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, and the good thing is they're, they're, they're just the, uh, the three wild cards this year. So, you know, you know, we all know the Chiefs are going to win that division. But the, that, that, that uh, sixth and seventh wild card spot is going to get really interesting. So um, I'm, not, I'm still not sold on Vegas. You know, I know they're 2-0, but I'm still not sold on them. Um, the Chargers, they took, uh, they took the loss yesterday, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they took a loss yesterday. But, you know, I, I know a lot of people think the Chargers are ready to be, like, this great team. They, they you know, they, they might make it in this year, but they're, you know, probably still another year away. Very good improvements they made um, in the offseason. But, you know, if Denver plays competent football, you know, and, and Teddy manages the game, occasionally makes a spectacular play here or there, and then they just lean on that defense, I don't see why they wouldn't get in. No, 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 I got you, I got you. Um, it's week two, though. It's week two. It's exactly. We know that. It's it's week two. Still got a long way to go. Um, only other thing I'll say about Jacksonville is, did you see that silly little apology letter they posted? Oh, them and the Falcons, too. They did that as well. But yeah. Oh, Atlanta did it, too? Atlanta did it, too. Yeah, I did see that. Um, yeah, After two weeks, that's bad. It, it just, yeah, it's just, it's just like... There was so much hype in Jacksonville, and thank God Trevor went to Jacksonville because if he was if he was doing what he was doing in in, in New York and he was a Jet right now, the, you know, the, 
the the media the, the media I've heard way way more Zach Wilson negativity today than than you know Trevor at all. You know, like I'm barely hearing about Trevor, but Trevor Trevor's been equally as bad, man. So I mean, I know that they're. they're uh, their franchise hyped up Trevor coming and being the savior and all this stuff, but you know it hasn't looked good. It has not looked good. It's just you can't expect like, when it's a team that went one in fifteen. You can't expect to like, you know, just turn it around in a six month off season window. It's gonna take years before they get to a relevant contending stage. Um, I don't have anything really else really out of this game except for hey, look, the Broncos hit the money line. Like I thought, easy money, and then they they got me to two and zero in survival. And now next week, the Cardinals go into Jacksonville. And, like, I'm tempted to take the Cardinals. Just keep picking against the Jags and uh, survival. I think I think you might be able to win some money on an, uh, on an alternative spread line for the Cardinals. I think they're going to blow the hell out of them, you know? I, I think you might be able to take that spread and, and, and throw maybe a couple more points on that and get, like, a plus money line. Because the Cardinals, are they're, they're, nothing, they're nothing to blink at, man. Well, I think so, too. But uh, quickly, do we want to talk about what happened to Big Rats Boys yesterday? And I, he was at the game, too. Oh man, yeah, we can we can definitely we can run by it. You know, I didn't get to actually watch these games. You know, I got home yesterday, whatever. It was a long tra- train ride home from the stadium. You know, I watched the the Sunday night game, and then today, I, you know, I went through all the uh, the game highlights on the NFL YouTube and and saw everything. But um, yeah, no, um, you know, I know Tua went down, and that sucks. Thank God he's okay. He'll be fine. Um, it's not season ending or anything like that. But the problem for me is, um. Brian Flores just gets torched by Josh Allen. You know, like, it's now been, what, this is a couple games now where, like, he's just blown the hell out. And, and this is this is Miami's, um, you know, this is their strength of their team. And if you want to go and compete for the division, you know, you got you to gotta be at least competitive with Buffalo. And, and Josh Allen wasn't that impressive, you know. It's just, it's just, I think Miami, it was more so Miami being bad. I don't know. What do you think? I'm just looking at, I just want to look at the stat line right here because Josh Allen, yeah, 17 for 33, 179 yards, two touchdowns and interception, only had a QB rating of 75.2. Mm-hmm. Like, the big day was Devin Singletary for 13 carries for 82 yards. My big thing about this game was, like, look, I know Big Rat's big thing on our AFC preview show last week two were on together was he just wanted to be 1-1. Like, he thought there was a chance he could go 2-0 and coming out of this whole like, thing because they got the win against us last week, and then they beat – if they were to beat them – but I feel like for them to go one and one is not exactly worst case scenario. I think it just makes this Sunday's game against the Raiders a lot more amped up for hey, we're gonna find out a lot, a lot about both these teams. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I heard the podcast you had with him the other day, and he he knew the importance of this Bills game of of, of getting that win, you know. And unfortunately, you know, the the Bills are still uh, we yeah we we. We we panicked a little bit on them week one, but you know they showed up yesterday. The defense definitely showed up. You know, again, I know Tua wasn't in there, but they they shut Miami down regardless. So, um, for the Dolphins, I I, I would give them another week to judge to see what they really are against the Raiders. Like I just said earlier, I'm really not too sold on the Raiders. They should be able to beat them, but if not, you know you might have to you might have to look a little deeper into uh the Dolphins really are. I know I said at the beginning of the year, I was like, take the under on the win total, but, you know, we'll see. Um, like I said, I think we'll find a lot a lot more about them uh, with Vegas this coming week. Um, moving on now, Houston, Cleveland. Um, I don't think the Texans are – I'm not saying they're going to be, like, a playoff team or anything, but, like, I'm not saying they're, gonna, they're exactly, like, this horrible team or anything. 
Yeah, no. Um, they're playing Thursday against the Panthers, so I I think this is where you're really going to see, especially with Davis Mills in now for the next month or so, I think this is where you're going to really see them be the Texans. You know, if you remember last year, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they started 1-0, and, you know, Gardner Minshew, they were, they were doing all right, and then they just faded off. I think that's the exact same scenario that's going to happen with the Texans. Um, I think they're just going to be, like, overmatched with talent. And, you know, I, I don't know. We'll see if Davis, Davis Mills is anything, but I, I have nothing to comment really about the game. I didn't really look too much into it, but, you know, good. The Browns did what they were supposed to do. Did they cover? Uh, no, they did not. That's the thing I was going to come into next because Jacksonville after, obviously, they were 1 in 15. They were 7 and 9 against the spread. So I yeah. think Houston could be something similar where, you know, Houston has like a 500 spread record where you're, as Aaron Rodgers gets sacked on third down. Mm. No. I think it was a Wuzarike, was it? Or? I didn't even see. Um, I just saw Rodgers go down. Um, no, that's the only thing with Cleveland, uh, not Cleveland, uh, with Houston is I can see them, you know what, they're going to lose a lot of games, but they're going to cover a lot of these spreads where, hey, like, you're going to see those obscure, like, you know, 14-point spreads and stuff yep. like that where it's just, like, people are going to think, hey, you know what, easy money, cover the spread. But in reality, no, they're going to – I think they may shock some people because, like, even last year, too, Jacksonville had close games with, like, Cleveland, Green Bay, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not here saying they're going to win. I'm not here playing devil's advocate for them. I'm just saying they're doing there. And then this is the same thing, too, with um, Denver as with uh, Cleveland. Look, Cleveland had to get a win here. They got the win. That's all that matters. And now Cleveland moves on to their week three game with another game they should win against the Chicago Bears. Yeah, man. No, once you get once you start getting into those high mid to uh, mid to high like spreads, you know, 14 to 16 points, whatever the hell. You know, like Vegas has this shit down to a science where they, they know – you know, they're not going to lose their casinos to, you know, teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars and stuff like that, like, and then the Texans and stuff, you know, like they, they, this, the spread system is, is designed for a reason. So, yeah, no, Houston's definitely going to cover some spreads this year. Don't get me wrong. It's just, you know, about them winning outright, about them, you know, cashing actual money lines. Like I wouldn't ever recommend you to put your money there. Exactly. No, you what, is, gotta... what's the, what does the line open up for, uh, for Thursday? I guess. Uh, Panthers at seven and a half. I would take that all day, all day. I think if you get over eight, that's when you start like leaning towards the underdog. But if it's under seven and a, if it's under eight, you take the favor. You take the guy I would, that's favorite. I would even wow, well, yeah. I think it's gonna move definitely. It might it might close out like eight and a half. But while you can get seven, you know, potentially by that half point, just so you push if they only win by a touchdown. But um, I really like that line a lot. It's forty three is the over under. I'm actually tempted to take the over in that game because. We've seen, mm. but unless my only thing with that game is you take the over and then, uh, because like my week one over was Tennessee, Arizona, and then like the Arizona defense just shuts down Tennessee. So I can see that where Carolina just shuts down the Houston offense. But oh, yeah, we'll get into that later. Um, Bengals, Bears, the only thing I have to say about this is look, this it was a game that happened. There's nothing really to it. Like mm-hmm. the Bears, the Bears defense looked not like 2018, but the Bears defense, like when they had to shut down, they shut down. Yeah, no, um, you know, Burrow threw, what do you throw, three picks, right? Burrow threw three uh, picks. Yeah, Burrow went uh, 19 for 30, 207 yards, two tutties, three interceptions with a 66 quarterback rating. You throw five interceptions at him, Gates will show up you know, on your sidelines. Yeah, no, um, I mean, the big news coming out of this is um, Justin's going to be the be the starter going forward until Andy's back. Hopefully, Andy doesn't see the field again. There's no, there's zero point of ever putting that guy back on the field again. I know you you got him to sign there. You told him he was going to be the starter, but hey, man, it's the NFL. Shit moves fast. 
you know, you had your chance, you got hurt, and now, you know, it's, it's Justin's job. Let's, let's hopefully he takes it and he runs with it. No, exactly. That's the one thing you got to hope for is that Justin now, it's like you have the opportunity to, you have the opportunity to capitalize. You have the opportunity, you know, want to go out there and do good. So don't, do not waste this opportunity. If you're Justin Fields, you, you nail that one on the head. Um, same thing too with San Francisco Philly. I feel like this game really proved that like a big rat said this on Thursday. If Philadelphia gets hurt, they're screwed. I look losing Brandon Graham, Losing, who's the other guy they lost? Brandon Graham and... Uh, the guard, right? Brandon Brooks? I'm blanking on who the other guy they lost was. I think it was the guard. I forgot his name. Um, Brandon Graham and they lost somebody else. Uh, and also two Zach Ertz to COVID. But, like, Philadelphia's offensive line, man, it's just, if they're not healthy, they're in a lot, a lot of trouble. Yeah, man. Our good our good friend Bobby was showing me his parlay yesterday, and I'm pretty sure it would have hit, but he took he, he put Eagles money line in there for some reason. And I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Don't do that. You know, I know you went you won week one. It's wonderful podcasting sometimes doesn't exactly go to plan. But um anyway, as we're uh back to recording now, you know, uh we're back here. We're gonna talk quickly about we just wrapped up uh, Chicago Cincinnati, now it's on to San Francisco, Philadelphia. Only quick thing I have to say about this game is, like, look, Big Rat was right. I know you listened to Thursday's show, and he said, if Philly stays healthy, they're good. Philly doesn't stay healthy, they're not. Like, they lost Brandon Graham for the season to a torn Achilles. So, I think it's going to be tough sliding ahead for the Eagles. Yeah, man, no. Um, You know, they weren't expected to be a good team coming in. I know they got the week one victory, and uh, Eagles fans are actually really excited about that because Bobby, who had screenshotted his parlay to me that earlier yesterday – Decided to take Eagles money line, and I think if he didn't do that, he actually would have won some money. So, um, you know, it's just the Eagles is an, are they're another team that's just gonna fade out. You just want to see progression from Jalen Hurts because you know I think that's who they're gonna go with, um, and you want to see Devonte Smith develop. And I really don't know what else you can really look for. You know, if you're a fan of the Eagles. No, I agree with you. I think honestly, it's just more about like look towards the future if you're the Eagles, and then for San Francisco, meanwhile. I think you got to keep Jimmy Garoppolo in for as long as he's healthy. Until he proves he's, he's, he's the negative problem and they're losing games because of him. No, you got to keep him in. Absolutely agree with that. Um, Lance will have his time. You know, he'll get in there. Um, but for now, you know, you, you don't even have to think about that scenario. No, and even too, man, you know one guy, uh, one guy, Phil's going to love to hear this, man. Debo Samuels looked really good back from his first two games. I know he didn't play a lot last year. But Debo Samuel's healthy, man. It helps his football team out a lot. Yeah, man. Um, no, Debo. Debo's a really – he's a baller, man. The, the, the problem is, like, are we going to start to get Ayuk involved? Because, uh, you know, he, he hasn't – I feel bad if you drafted Ayuk because he's done nothing. I'm in a bunch of leagues that drafted him and one I dropped him already. Like, even last year, too. Wow. He had, he had the one moment. But this year, I was like, you know what? All right, cool. Second-year breakout season. But I think for as long as Debo Smith is there and healthy – you can't really escape the whole uh, – you can't. You just can't escape it with him. Like, I think he's always just going to be, you know, like kind of third fiddle because you got Debo. You also – I'm trying to think of who all the other receivers are. But then, yeah, they need Ayuk to develop. But then also, too, guess what? you got one of the best tight ends in the damn league. So, he's fighting for positions. TV, TV. Watch your TV. All right, cool. Also, too, like Hasty Jennings – Jesus Christ, kid only had 17 yards yesterday. Oh yeah, no, Kittle's another guy. He hasn't he hasn't been doing anything. Um Four yeah, receptions, seventeen yards. Ooh, yeah. nice touchdown, Hawk. Yeah. Dime. Absolute dime. Um 
might have to start start panicking if you're Green Bay here. But um, yeah, no, um, San Francisco is getting it done with their defense right now. Um, as far as their offensive talent, like you said, uh, Debo, he's a baller. They're having problems at running back. Kittle isn't doing anything. Ayuk isn't doing anything. Um, and yeah, they're just winning games. They're a very well coached team. We all know that, and they should be in it at the end. You know, fighting for a wild card, fighting for the division. Who knows? Yo, that whole to- that division's insane. Yo, the fucking toe drag that Hawkinson just did there was unbelievable. Hawk is a bowler, man. Bowler. He, I think after, I think you seriously got to consider for the tight end rankings for this year. I still have the top three. I still have Kelsey Kittle. Probably, I put actually probably put Kelsey Waller, and then I still put Kittle until I prove otherwise. But I think after that you gotta go Gronk and then Hawk. You would go Gronk. Wow. It's I just said I would have said Mark Andrews. You know, well, I think Mark Andrews, Andrews too. Yeah, I think Andrews is in there. I think Hawk just, you know, he these are two back to back really good weeks now that he's put together. He's gonna be in there. Um Gronk, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully hopefully Gronk's in there. I mean he's been bowling, right? What does he have? Four touchdowns already? Yeah, I th- honestly if Gronk Gronk's the same kind of thing though. As long as Gronk stays healthy, he'll do Gronk things. Yeah. Um and, also uh, no, go one, ahead. Of, one thing I was gonna say back to San Francisco Philly quickly. You know how last year everyone was going crazy over uh, Clyde Edwards away for fantasy, which same thing with this year too, and it's going bad. I think I mean, that's Trey Ser- Trey Sermon for this year, man. He has not looked that good so far. Yeah, man. I fought, I took him early in one of my leagues, man, and it's just been it's just been. Uh, I mean, I know he 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 was probably in line to get touches yesterday. I know he went down his first play with a concussion, but you know it's not looking not looking too great for me. No, exactly. I, I I picked up Elijah Mitchell on FAB and I only spent ten bucks to get him, but we'll see I what would say if you can stash someone in your league, look at um look at Jeff Wilson when that guy comes back because that guy that guy won a lot of people money in a lot of people leagues last year. So and, uh, you know I don't think he's just gonna go away. He fucking burned the Patriots last year. Yeah, I, I, if he's he should be available in your leagues, you know pick him up and stash him. Yep, yeah, uh, you know for sure. I'm also love going on TikTok and seeing everybody being like, yo, you got to go get this RB1. You got to go get this guy. He's only in like this amount of leagues. And then they'll like talk about it. And then they'll say the end. And by the way, this is the player, which there is one that I got later, which I know is only available in a small amount of leagues, but I'll save it for later. Um, moving on next, Saints, Panthers. We were talking about this off camera, man. I think this Panthers team could be a playoff team this year. Legit, man. And, and top 5D, like you said. Good for Sam Darnold to get into this. Another, I know I'm going to bring it up with the Patriot game, but situation matters, man. Every other play, he's dumping the ball down to McCaffrey, and McCaffrey's just making it happen. Sam also made nice throws. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not taking credit away. That guy. DJ Moore had a game. Yeah, DJ. I have DJ on my team, um, on one of my teams. And he had a, you know, he was getting target after target. You know, he made, uh, I forgot the one guy's name, some random, random guy. Beautiful touchdown to him. And then you lean on you lean on that defense, man. I tweeted um, last week after week one. I said the Panthers are going to finish with a top five defense, and I really don't see how you didn't see this coming because last year, you know, the potential flash, another year in the system. You know, they got they got some new players, a couple new players, but mainly held held on to uh, what they had last year with Jeremy Chin, Derek Brown, Brian Burns. You know, added Hassan Reddick, added uh, J.C. Horn, who should have had two picks yesterday. And uh, yeah, they're bowling, man. They're they're serious. Dominated, dominated possession, 38 minutes, 21 minutes. Here's the best part, too, about this game yesterday. So the Saints on third down were 2 for 11. The Panthers were 8 for 15 on first down. That's almost a 50%. That's 50% Joe Brady mark. efficiency, man. That, that's, you know, that's just – that's just if you're, if you're not sold on the Panthers, they're going to destroy the Texans, like I just said before, on Thursday. They're going to destroy them. But 
The Panther, the Panthers are uh, they're legit, man. They're coming. And it pains uh-huh. me to say that, bro. I'm a Jet fan. I don't want to say these words at all, but you know, I'm not going to be biased, and I'm going to call it how I see it. You know how we're seeing that, like, for a lot of these guys, you're looking for like that second year leap, and some of them haven't taken it yet. Derek Brown is a player who's taken it the first round pick at Auburn last year. Last year they went pure defense, but yeah. also to um, Phil Snow. The D.C., he's followed Matt Rule wherever Matt Rule's gone. He's been with Matt Rule since he was at Temple. Then he went to Baylor with him. Then he went to Carolina with him. Yep. He's doing great, man. Brian Burns is, is a, just an animal. He was able to get through the line so much yesterday against the Saints. Like, I feel bad for the Saints because, look, they had a great week one. The week two won't get into too, too much because, obviously, we're playing them this week. But we'll see how the we'll see how the boys from the Big Easy rebound going forward. Um you know how you're saying earlier with Green Bay hit the panic button? Um, I'm that like you know how like in movies a lot of times with the panic button you see like it's a case and then like you have to lift the case up. Yeah, that's me with the Indianapolis Colts right now. Mm, I Owen, agree. Owen two man, the Ray, the Rams have looked pretty good, man. Cooper Cup is gonna win people leagues this year. I know I said to you about Kyler Murray and like Tyler Lockett, man. Cooper Cup is one of the most. He's so underrated and so undervalued that I think people are finally starting to realize, hey, look, look at how good this guy is. Stafford loves him too, man. He's getting all the targets as well. You know, like like Cup was was if you pick Cup this year and I faded him, I had the chance and I did not take him. If you if you pull the trigger on Cooper Cup over, you know, some there was some good receivers on the board at that point, I'm sure. Good for you, man. Salute to you. Cause that that guy is absolutely balling right now. Oh dude, no doubt. Like it's just it's all the same thing with all these players where it's just right position, right time, like like, the one guy in my league who's up a lot. Yeah, like, Cooper Cup is his receiver. Uh, with Darren Waller, a tight end, so last week was a good week for him. Russell Wilson, a QB. So, yeah, this is, for example, guys can help. But, like, look, it's the same thing, too. You say situational football, and it's great situational football with the Rams and Cup. Meanwhile, with the Colts, I think it's partially credit to who they've been playing, but also credit to, like, they, they've looked okay, but they haven't looked great. And, like, this week, three good game against the Titans, like, I know it's September, but this is a must-win game for the Colts. If they go 0-3, like, your season's going to slip quickly. Yeah, man. Um, you know, to, to shine some positive light, our boy Michael Pittman did have a day. Had he a did. career day. Um, but, yeah, no, Wentz, Wentz is down. Um, I don't know how long Wentz is going to be out. You know, this has been his career, man. Just hurt, banged up. Even when he's not, you know, he hasn't been good in a little while. So, I'm not really sure if. The Colts want to move on if they, you know, go go to an 0-3 start. I mean, obviously, he's going to finish the year, but I'm saying as far as next year, you know, if, if that's what they want to do. But um, what was the what was the condition that they traded um for the Eagles? They got a second-round pick if he plays 70%, I think? If, if he plays 75 so it's a second-round pick right now, but it turns into a first if Wentz plays 75% of the snap. Uh, I think it's on the snaps, the total snaps for the year, yeah. or 75% of the games. It's it's one of the two. I know that much for sure. So if you're if you're if you're if you're Chris Ballard, man, and you're you're one in five, you know, two and seven, you know, you really got to start thinking about it. Like, you know, we we need this first round pick. You know, you like what what is the point of starting once in 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 that scenario? So that might that might play a factor, man, later in the season. Yeah, this Detroit defense is costing me, man. Jones just keeps making plays. Um, yeah, no, you're right though. At certain points, you guys got to think about your long term future instead of your short term future. And one team, and I like apart from that though, you're right. So I'm glad to see you're on the Michael Pittman hype train with Big Rat and I, because the day that that kid hits, that kid becomes great. I just get to be here being like, yo, I've been singing his praises since his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go back to folks. We got the audio all going all the way back to last November, but um, that's giving nothing much. This next game, um, 
I think the Raiders Steelers showed one of two things. Um, one, that the you know, this Raiders defense isn't as bad as we thought. And two, I think Derek Carr is finally showing this is the best setting Derek Carr has looked through two games since 20, his 2016 season. But before we talk about the game, did you see the one fan in the stands and the what happened to him? No, I didn't. The guy, you got to Google it. Apparently, some guy like shit himself in the stands and then he was cleaning his, cleaning oh, his no. pants out in the bathroom. Oh, no. Steelers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yikes. Um, yeah. you know, I was telling you earlier, you know, I'm still not sold on the John Gruden Raiders yet. This doesn't mean I won't be. It's just, it's just, you know, it's not like I'm not saying, oh, they're two and oh, they're legit. I just need to see it happen more consistently. You know, you, you, you over the years, you've seen the Raiders beat some fucking good teams. They've beaten the Chiefs a few times, but they always find a way to regress and they always find a way to play down to opponents. So they, they they stepped up for the Steelers. They stepped. They I, I don't know how the hell they won that fucking Baltimore game, but um, you know I want to I want to see them do it against the Dolphins this week, and you know I'll, I'll throw a little bit more respect on their name. They're not bad. I'm not saying they're terrible or anything like that, but you know as far as today, I still wouldn't have them in the playoffs. Yeah, I gotta look this up right now because I'm gonna send this to you over. Uh... Oh, yeah, I found the pictures through NFL memes. I'm sending it to you on your – I'm DMing it to you on Twitter right now. All right. Yeah, I just sent it. Um, but, no, the thing, with the, the thing with the Raiders is, is, like they... – <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. No way. I'm going home after that, bro. There's no way I'm fucking staying for that, bro. Wow. That guy is down bad, bro. That Yo. guy is down bad. The fact that someone caught him, too, and got the picture, good for you, bro. Wow. That is a first for me. I have not seen that before. I, I know, I know. Um, one thing I'll say quickly, too, about this game. Man, easy money picking the Raiders to cover the spread. And the spread was, like, at seven to begin with. And I'm like, the spread seems a little bit too high. I think people were a little too high on the Steelers after the win against the Bills. Um, and you know what? Man, the Steelers team is just weird. But the Raiders, the Raiders too. I know, like, look, I know we say a lot of those times, they shouldn't have won this game. But you know what? That's the thing. They won the game. Like, even last year, too, they almost swept the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Like, this yeah. team is not bad. It's just they always do this where they get off these electric starts. And then, like, mid-November comes and they'll go, like, three and five down the stretch when they have to win. That's exactly what I mean when when I said that. But, um, yeah, no, I didn't even touch on the Steelers, man. Um, a lot of people are fading the Steelers this year, and they're starting to look good. I know I know they beat Buffalo week one. Um, I, I still don't know if that's Josh Allen regressing because he wasn't great yesterday. But, um, you know, the Steelers, they're, they're a beatable team. They're, they're not the same Steelers. I don't think Najee's had a great start. You know, they have receiving talent, but Ben is just fading. So the defense got worse. I just I, I, I fade the Steelers this year, man. Until they prove otherwise, don't just don't just bet on the logo. Exactly, like the like it's one of those things where it's like, look, I know Mike Tomlin. Like that's the thing too. Mike Tomlin started under John Gruden, was one of the coaches to begin with. But the big thing with um, with this is I know too because the weird thing with Steelers fans is they'll start off by being like, you know, oh hey. Were like the if they're, if they're good, it's going good. It's kind of like you with Yankees fans. Like you know how back in April Yankees fans were like ready to fire Aaron Boone oh, to yeah. cast him off, yeah. and then the same ones were singing his praise and you guys won all those games in a row. Now it's like, you know what, clean house, Boone gone. 
feel like Steelers fans are the same way with Mike Tomlin. Like when the good times are good, but the bad times, it's like, you know what, get him out of here, F this guy. When the Steelers literally have had three coaches since 1969. Yeah, super good analogy there, actually. Um, yeah, no, um, I've seen fired. Tomlin's been fired by Steelers fans at least three times from what I remember. Yeah. You know, but, but they always find a way to pull him back in. I don't know. This year might be tough, but at the same time, Everyone knows this is Ben's last year there. Everyone knows the the rebuild is coming. Um, so you know, just just play out the season, see what happens. If you if you somehow get into the playoffs, I don't think they will. You know, ride it out. You know, losing the wild card game, losing the divisional round. If you happen to get there, but you know, this isn't a special team whatsoever. We all know the rebuild's coming, and that's the future of Pittsburgh, man. Exactly, because even too now, I know you have Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins, but you know you got to draft a quarterback. It's a new offense this year too. Four, the big thing too, four of the five offensive linemen are new. Yeah, and that's tough, man. That's you know you you don't just throw four new guys on a line and expect it to work. So I mean, I don't know if Najee's not doing too great because of that. You know, I I know you said you 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 were the one the first one to say that when uh when the Steelers drafted Najee, they have no line, so I don't know what you really expect them to do. But, um, you know, like, you're going to have to go quarterback. I don't think you should mortgage your future on um, Dwayne Haskins. But if not, you know, you have holes. You got to – you got to – your defense is older. Your O-line is, is nothing. So, we'll see, man. Yeah, yeah. I knew I knew to fade Najee even in fantasy. Because I know people were having him as, like, top ten pick. And I was like, you know what, maybe second round, maybe third round, which is where he ended up going in a lot of drafts. But – for the people that are saying, you know what, Najee, hey, he can make a top 10 like Clyde Edwards-Alaire was last year, I had Najee in that same category where it was just like, you know what, people were like singing this guy's praises, first-round pick, he was obviously a national champion, like mini Derrick Henry. It's just like what we say, situational football, and I knew going into Pittsburgh with that new line, with Pouncey retiring, Filer going to uh, L.A., Alejandro Villanueva going to thing, and they, well, Alejandro Villanueva is different because Pittsburgh started to realize, look, he's not exactly good. Mm-hmm. So, As Aaron Jones scores against Chris' fantasy team. Yeah, all right, be my <laughs> team. Um, but, yeah, no, that's the thing with the Steelers where I'm like, look, they have the Bengals next week. So if the Steelers win the games they're supposed to win, they'll be fine. Because, like, Bengals – but then, man, Packers, Broncos, Seahawks, Browns, and they have a bye week sandwich in there. That's not exactly easy treading for them. No, no. So, um, yeah, like I said, fade the Steelers. Yep, fade the Steelers. And now next is the game everybody here wants us to talk about, Patriots at Jets. First of all, we'll get the fan who's actually at the game's perspective Ooh. before we get mine. All right, man. This is what uh, this is what we're here for. I don't know if you have any Jets fan listeners that listen to the pod or not. I know you definitely have Patriot fan listeners. So from my perspective, like I told Griff before, thank God he didn't have me on here after the game because it would have been drunk Danny talking a lot of bullshit, a lot of shit I didn't really mean, but thank God I had this 24-hour grace period to, you know, process what happened and relook at the game tape compared to, like, a live, you know, watching it live. But, um, yeah, man, so we'll start. We'll start. MetLife Stadium was electric, man. It hasn't been this loud in uh, God knows how long. And, you know, a couple of people I've talked to said the same thing. Like, like, the energy was there. We're pumped. We're ready to see our rookie quarterback. You know, like, we got the Patriots in town. You know, you got you got the Jets on Twitter. Oh, you know, we need everyone at MetLife today. Like, like make sure you come out. You know, rightfully so. And everyone did show up, and we, we played our part. But from the second that Zach got the ball, it's not even, like, 
this is what I think happened. I think the way they 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 schemed this game, they they went in with the game plan was I think that he thought Bill was gonna bring a shitload of pressure, a shitload of blitzes, and he was just trying to get rid of the ball. Zach, they you know they they played uh, the Patriots played man coverage, they dropped back, you know, and there was those guys weren't open straight up, and and you know there was a few balls where I'm sitting there and I see I see the guys not open, you know Elijah Moore the picks to Elijah Moore, I'm like no you're not gonna throw this Zach, you're not gonna throw this, and Zach fucking threw the ball, so it was the decision making on Zach yesterday, unfortunately the O line held up, it wasn't the O line like it was last week, it wasn't the defense, it was Zach unfortunately. But the silver lining here is the training wheels are off. You know, the, 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 the playbook is fully opened. And after that performance, there's, there's nowhere to go but up from here. And I know that's easy to say. You turn around, you go to Denver, who's just as good as the defense, if not better. We'll see. In Denver as well, at, might I add. And you have to, uh, you have to prove you have to go out in Denver. You have to prove that, you know, what happened was, you know, Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback. You know, you got to chalk it up as that. You know, you, you look at what they did to Herbert. You look at what they did to everyone. So, I'm not out on Zach. It's a terrible performance. He did make some nice throws. They didn't matter because the, the, the performance was so terrible that, you know, who really cared? But you guys, as far as you guys, now... Mac Jones, this, I said this to you earlier, is in the perfect situation. This is why landing spot matters, people. All that, all they remind me of the um, the Patriots right now remind me of the uh, the Mark Sanchez rookie led Jets, but better. You know what I'm saying? They have the run game. He can lean on the run game. He can lean on that great defense. They're gonna get turnovers. J.C. Jackson is a bowler. Put put respect on J.C. Jackson's name. That guy is up there with in the division with Xavier Howard. He's up there with um. Uh, Trey White, that guy's a bowler. He's been doing it for two years now. The guy gets interceptions. He turns the ball over. You can't throw it on J.C. Jackson. So you got a bowler there. Um, where was I going with this? So Mac Jones has the training wheels on 100% right now. So like I said to Griff earlier, again, the Bills just beat the Dolphins. So I don't really, like, as far as the defense, you know, they, they, they destroyed the Dolphins' defense. So I don't know how much you want to put into the score of week one's game. But this game, when you when you turn the you get four interceptions. I think there was, like, two or three turnovers on downs. And, you, you know, you're just, you're just getting field goals, man. When you start to play the big boys, like, like the Buccaneers are coming in in two weeks, you know, that, that, that game could get ugly if, 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 uh, if Brady pulls ahead by, by a few scores. So I wouldn't completely sell you on the Patriots like, oh, yeah, they're back. This is, you know, this is going to be a playoff team. The defense is great. Don't get me wrong. But we have still yet to see Mac off script without training wheels. He's made he, that that one lob pass he threw uh, to uh, the Myers. Great throw. He did that two weeks in a row now. But he's not doing anything impressive right now. He's just doing what the defense has given him. He's leaning on that great run game. But I want to see Mac in a situation. This is not a knock on Mac. At all. Do not, you know, don't don't make me come off as a hater, you know, with this statement. But when everything comes off and when Mac actually has to play quarterback and be off script, because that's how you win in this league, we'll see what happens. As far as Zach, like I said, there's nowhere up but up to go from here. And you're going to get another shot in New England week seven. There's no way you can come into week seven and, and do that performance that you just put up week two. So there's a silver lining. 
Um, as far as the defense for the Jets, wow. So I thought that defense was going to be probably bottom two, bottom one, terrible defense. You know, like you couldn't name a corner on, on you know, if you're an outside of a Jet fan, who the hell is this guy? We lost Lawson. Defense showed up, man. Salah Salah's doing his part. He was hired, you know, as a defensive guy. Like, you know, that's the reason why he's an NFL head coach today because of his defense. And two weeks in, his defense is showing up, man. I got to give it to him. Um, you know, obviously, I'd rather have the defense suck and Zach Wilson put up points on the board, of course, any day of the week. But if there is some silver lining, there's that. Also, Michael Carter, man, the kid looked good, man. I've been waiting for this. I was getting a little nervous. I'm like, damn, you know, is Michael Carter, like, not that guy? But the, he was shifty. He was elusive. You know, he, he, he broke tackles. So I'm very happy to see that performance from Michael Carter. Those are the two silver linings I had from yesterday. But um, yeah, no, it was it was it was bad, bro. And when we were booing yesterday, we weren't we weren't booing Zach Wilson. We were booing the fact that it's the same old shit. You know, it's this. You sell us this product. You say you tell us to come to the stadium. We're loud. We deliver the energy. You know, Zach, Zach was amped up yesterday. That guy was. I don't know if he had too much adrenaline. You know, like and he just like his his footwork looked off. You know, his his mechanics were off. I don't know. I mean, I told him after the game yesterday because I know where the players come out. I was like, I was like, yo, Zach, this ain't the fucking Mountain West no more, bro. And the guy, you know, he gave me the smirk. He he knew, you know, he knew. He acknowledged me. He definitely heard. He heard what I had to say to him. But um, you know, I'm still behind him. Still think he's our guy. Wasn't a good game. It happens. It's Bill Belichick, and that's what I want to look at. Looking at that as right now is it's Bill against a rookie. But you know, we'll see in Denver, man. It doesn't get easier does not get easier next Sunday or this Sunday. So we'll see you, man. You know what? You nailed it on the head because I was thinking the same thing too. I also heard uh, Keyshawn Johnson say that on ESPN radio this morning where basically they're all just like that. You know what, kid? You're on the, you're not in the Mountain West anymore. You're in the NFL. You're not playing with 17-year-olds. You're playing with grown men with car seats in their car. Um, let's go drink a water. Um, my big thing with him too was on a few of the interceptions – you saw it was just him chucking the ball to, like, get rid of it because he knew the quarterback was coming after him. He's got to learn, look, you've got to take the sack. It's like almost he's like he's afraid to get hit, and you can't be like that if you're in the NFL. I know it's only a second game, and it can be scary because, like, I can't imagine what it would be like watching just a six foot four, 250-pound and heavier guys, like, barreling down you just trying to absolutely knock you off your feet. But at the same time, too, I know from my perspective – Zach's got to play smarter football or chuck it out of, or just throw it, throw it out of bounds. You can't do that because there was two of those interceptions where it was purely that he was just getting the ball out to get rid of it. And now you see that it's look, that's the rookie growing pains. You got to go through, but Salah has got to coach him up because for you guys next week, it doesn't get any easier with defenses. You got to go to Denver, play the Broncos. Yeah, no, like I said, man, um, you know, and Zach just needs to learn that he, he is elusive. The kid's an athlete, bro. He can get out of the pocket. He can, he can, rush for a yard or two instead of like throwing it down the field, you know, like completely punting the ball to the other team and arm punt. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, two of those throws I saw, like I saw that from my seats, you know, three, four seconds before he had it. I was like, there's no way he's going to throw this ball. Cause I saw him looking that way. And the guy fucking throws the ball. I'm like, I'm like, dude, man, you, you can't do that. So it's, it's a learning process from here. A lot of uh, a lot of quarterbacks you've seen that that have failed over the years don't you know get past this mental hurdle and they continue to turn the ball over. Um, you know we we got to coach that up, man. We gotta we and, th- and maybe and maybe maybe it was right to bring in a veteran backup quarterback because for like for something like this, but they chose not to. I understood why they didn't do it, but you know we have to see progress from here. 
You know, Joe Douglas is starting to get a lot of heat from from Jet fans now too, and unfortunately, a little, a little bit rightfully so, man. His draft class last uh, last year, there was only one active player uh, on the game yesterday. So, you know, um, we'll go to Denver. We'll see what happens in Denver, and yeah, I mean, that's all you could really do. No, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, your audio dropped on my end for a second just because my speakers, just my AirPods decided to randomly connect. But okay. um, no, you're right. And then from my the my viewing angle of it yesterday, from you guys, it's like you just said, um, look, learn from your mistakes, learn from errors, but at the same time, too, you got to learn to develop on the fly. And then, like, I pretty much covered all the Patriots stuff in the post game. But the one thing I'll add on is just, look, they got to learn to capitalize offensively, and they can't just settle for all these, like, Simple slant plays and everything. They got to learn, look, when opportunity presents itself. Oh, my itself. God. Oh, he almost caught that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. The uh, I think that was Khalif Raymond. Next play. Next play. That was almost the play of the year. Okay. Cool, cool. I'm just there right now. First TV pass. My, bad, my bad. My bad. That was just that good. I had a, I had a little outburst there. But continue. That's uh, uh, all good. That's all good. Let's watch this, we'll watch this play live. Let's see. Out of the pocket. Okay. Oh, my God. Almost Odell, man. Ooh. Oh, Cephas almost had, almost had that would have been unreal. Yeah, that was literally Odell's catch right there. Dude, oh man, Kevin King is—is is that King? It might have been. There's Savage, and then you know because Alexander I think is 21. I can't see because of the dreads, but I'm trying to figure out who that is. Wow, <laughs> Green Bay, man. Oh my God. Uh, ice the kicker, people. Do not ice the kicker. It doesn't work. Big Rat has said it multiple times. And he missed. He fucking missed. And they for, folks, for, those, for those of you wondering, Danny's feed is ahead of mine. He's watching on ESPN. I'm on TSN, obviously, USA, Canada. But, yeah, the only, that's the only thing I have with the Patriots is, look, they got to learn that hey, it's not all sunshine and rainbows and that you're going to have to take the training wheels off eventually. Just let, let him ride the bike by himself. Um, Minnesota, yeah, and, and you do you do not just to add on. Like, you do that until it works. You have no reason not to. You're, 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 you won a game doing that. But I'm, I'm very scared for when Brady comes to Foxborough week four. Very, like, I think that could be a bloodbath, you know? And that's, Pardon not, me? Fair. that's not, huh? I'm oh, sorry, I was going to say this. Part of me can see that game going one of two ways. Um, either Brady kills us or we win, like, a extremely close low-scoring game. All I'm going to say is that the training wheels definitely have to come off that game, you know, because you're going to have to put points on the board. Fucking big ride. Always right. Uh, sometimes. Don't give him too much credit now. I'm, I'm tweeting that, though. I'm tweeting that. But, yeah, you know what? Like, like I said, I have to get the win. We got the win. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, on the on the upside, you know, it was cool to go to a game again for the first time in two years. You know, like I don't thank God, fucking that team didn't make a, a dime off of attendance from Adam Gase's team last year because they damn sure didn't deserve it. So, you know, it was nice. It was nice. To, you felt the energy. Like I said, the energy was there. Everyone was happy before the game. Everyone was excited, and you know, it just it was it was flat, bro. It was just flat. And and the only thing you could really point to was the quarterback. Honestly, it wasn't the O-line, wasn't the defense, you know, it wasn't special teams. It was, it was that. You know what? You're, you're 100% right. But anyway, moving on, um, Vikings-Cardinals, um, 
man, Minnesota, I think Minnesota is one of those fraudulent teams where we kind of thought, hey, you know what, maybe they can make the playoffs this year, but I was wrong in them. Meanwhile, Arizona, I'm not labeling them contenders yet, but I want to take a look at their schedule because obviously beat Tennessee, beat Minnesota, Jacksonville, man, if they can get past the Rams, the 49ers, and the Browns with at least a 2 and one record, you got to put Sir Prince some respect on their name. And also, too, if he keeps up his current pace, man, Kyler Murray's in that MVP conversation. Exactly what I was going to say. I was going to start it with Kyler MVP, question mark. Uh, the guy has 10 total touchdowns. I think eight passing, two rushing. Drafted him as soon as I could. I knew Kyler was going to ball this year. You know, what is the third? Is this his third year in uh, the air raid? Third, third year, year yeah. air raid. Guy seems like he's mastered it. Um, Rondell Moore killing it. Christian Kirk showing up. DeAndre is DeAndre. You know their running game isn't elite at all. It's 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 Kyler's just balling right now, man. So I am putting them as a uh, as a playoff team today. I think they're I think they're they're they finally got shit together. I think Kyler is just carrying that team. He's balling right now. Um, I think he can go out there at any given point and and drive that team down the field and score. And, you know, he's 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 making amazing throws, too. It's not even like, you know, he's given what the defense has given him. Like, he's like he's making some baller throws. So I'm totally sold on the Cardinals right now. Um, as of today, I, I have him in the playoffs. You know what? I did, too. I, I, you know, I had Seattle out, which kind of pissed off some, uh, some base, particular Seattle fan that we both know. But um, I still have – I always have been sweet on Arizona. I've always been like a bit of a quasi-Cardinal fan, if you will. So I'm just happy to see them keep growing and flourishing, and hopefully we'll see where this goes for the rest of the year. But you know what? If they keep this up, they're, they're making the playoffs. And I've I, I seen a few tweets about this, and I agree with it. Kyler Murray is, is saving Cliff Kingsbury's job right now. Oh, for sure. For sure. But also, you gotta you got to think, like, Sometimes, you know, these rookies don't come in and they're not Justin Herbert right away. You know, you got to you got to develop the offense and it takes a year or two to, to master, you know, these offenses. And I think he's finally got it down now to the point where, you know, he's a reliable player, uh, more than reliable, you know. But, you know, it's, it wouldn't surprise me, like I've said before, if all four teams in the AFC West make the playoffs at all. So we'll see. It's going to be a fun division to watch uh, coming down the stretch. Yeah, and then with the Falcons box, I just have to say, I guess, box of the box. I thought for a second, man, Atlanta was going to cover this, and then Tom just, like, said, no, nah, that's not happening, and then that's, that's literally all I got. Like, man, the Atlanta Falcons. Like, Atlanta's like that team where, you know how you said Pittsburgh rebuilds imminent, they just don't want to admit it? That's, that's yeah. Atlanta. Like, Atlanta's far beyond that, though, where Atlanta has to rebuild. They're just pushing and pushing it off for some reason. I think this is the year you got to burn it down and then move on from Matt Ryan. Yeah, just like um, the reason why is, is they fucked their, their future cap up, man. Uh, Thomas Dimitrov, you know, he went all in on a team that went to the Super Bowl, doubled down on it, um, mortgaged, mortgaged their fucking future to, to keep that team on the field, choked, and now this is what you're living with, man. You're, you're, you know, like the, the positive upside for the Falcons is you drafted an absolute stud bowler in Kyle Pitts. Throw the guy the damn ball, man. Target him every other play. I don't care. That guy that guy is going to win you at least a game or two this year. So, you know, like, let's get Kyle Pitts going. Let's get the ball rolling on him. Guy's a bowler. And, you know, and the Bucks were the Bucks. You know, they, they came in. They did what they had to do. But, I mean, there's not really much to say about this game. Everything happened how it was supposed to. Can we talk, excuse me, can we talk about the, how bad of a guard Chris Lindstrom is? He was getting beat on so many pass protection plays yesterday. 
like just letting the Buccaneers and like uh, Nunes Roaches and like Dominican Soon Via have just days against him where I'm just like, you can't do that. Yeah, no, I didn't even really honestly um, pay too much mind to this game at all. Like, that's one of the games I skipped over uh, with the highlights. But I'm sure, yeah, man, I'm sure. You know, it's a, the, the Atlanta will be picking top five again. You know what? Atlanta probably will be, and you can go get Spencer Howell. Because from what I heard, Jets fan, the Giants fans don't want him. Who, Sam, Sam Howell from UNC? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, like the quarterbacks are just not separating themselves in college yet right now. You know, like, Radler hasn't been great. Powell hasn't been great. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But I don't think it's going to be uh, as an elite class as, uh, as people were going to think, you know, before the season. Nah, there'll be guys there, but it'll be, like, their guys. Like, you know, it's going to be, like, yeah. what's the class? Yeah. Uh, what was, I'm the Jets and trade up, man. That's all I'm going to say. Give us your trap picks. Trade up. We'll take them. Yeah, you can ask Derek Stingley, because um, you do not need. And, and the thing, the thing is, I like I was super all in on Derek Stingley, but the quarterback has been the the furthest thing from the problem with this team so far. So I don't even know if if Stingley's the draft pick anymore. We'll see. Exactly. Um, moving on next, uh, Cowboys Chargers, same thing. I think it was just look, Dallas was the better at the end of the day when they needed to make plays. Dallas made the play that they had to to win this game. Yeah, very good win from Dallas, man. Uh, not a lot of people picked Dallas this week, but I picked them. Um, you know, they they fucking fought hard with the with the with the Buccaneers last week to open up the season. Very good Big win. Zeke. Yeah, very very good win. Pollard went off as well. Zeke went off. Zach didn't have the greatest game, but you know they they found a way to win, man. Very good win from them. I'm just looking right now. Um, by the way, Zeke's rushing wasn't. Uh... Tony Pollard and more yards. Uh, Tony Pollard was 13 rushes, 109 yards for uh, one touchdown. Zeke was 16 for 71. Um, part of me, also, so that's the other take I'm going to make right now is Chris Berman's fastest uh, three minutes is up. Uh, Rondell Moore is the guy to, to not fade in fantasy. If he's available in your league, go get him. Like I told you, yeah, man. And the thing is, bro, I had him and I, I dropped him. And now I'm, I'm hitting myself in the face for that. Guy is a bowler. Hmm. I'm so tired. It happens to the best of us. Um, there was a world where I thought maybe the Cowboys would get rid of uh, Amari Cooper at the end of the year. You know, I'm starting to think that might be Ezekiel Elliott. It has to be at this point, especially if 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 Pollard outplays him for the rest of the year, like he just did. Like you gotta you gotta move on from Zeke. I don't know what the contract structure is and if you can move on from him, but you're not gonna. This is why people don't pay running backs. You're literally the- seeing it with Ezekiel Elliott. And if the Giants the, decide to pay Saquon Barkley, man, that 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 franchise, man, they just make mistake after mistake. They they don't do that, Giants. Do not do that. Give see how he does this year. This is his full well, his third year, if you will, as man, this Damian Harris run. Woo! Yo, yeah, that was a very impressive run, by the way. Very impressive run. That's my RB one. Tackles. All those broken tackles, that was very impressive. <sighs> Yeah, um, and then, like we said, just impressive win. And then to Tennessee-Seattle, man, I keep saying this. I honestly see a world with Seattle where I think Russell Wilson will quietly try to get out of this, get out of the team next year. Hey, man, I'm the biggest Seattle hater. We own their first-round pick. I say this all the time. Um, funny, man. I, my phone died yesterday at the game, but I remember Alex um, was texting me the score. He, he, uh, he uh, screenshotted the score to me or whatever uh, coming home from the game. 
And, you know, I opened up my phone when I finally got home, charged it. And, you know, I saw the final score and I was just like, update. And he was just, he was pissed, man. He was, he was down. <laughs> I was just very emotional, bro. But, um, yeah, man, yo, the Titans needed this win. Derrick Henry, bro. Fuck. That guy went off. That guy went off. I need A.J. Brown to start going off, though. I really do. A.J.'s a baller. I thought this was going to be his year to be, like, you know, a top three receiver. Maybe not. But Julio showed up, Derrick Henry showed up, um, and they came back. They were down, like, what, 10 points in the fourth quarter? Uh, let me just take a look. Yeah, they were going to the fourth quarter, man. They were up 24 to 24 to 16. They got 14 points in the fourth quarter, including a touchdown run with uh, 30 seconds left. Derrick Henry had a 60-yard run, and he had a uh, one-yard run. Yeah, hopefully he fucking ran over Jamal Adams, too. Uh, I didn't really watch too much of the of the highlights, but, you know, Tennessee needed this win. And, you know, Seattle needed this loss for my sake. So, good result. Oh, I bet you say that. I bet you love that. Um, oh, but I'd love to see it. But then moving on now, last but not least, we got the last game of the day, folks. We have uh, Chiefs and Ravens. Lamar Jackson, you know, what gets that demon off of him of beating Mahomes. And one thing I got to say about this game, man, I have a hot take. The Kansas City defense, they've let so far 29 and 35 points. That's 64 points in your first two games. That's not a good look if you're looking to be a Super Bowl contender again. Um, yes, yes and no. Um, I just, I, you know, they, as long as they get the ball back last, you know, that's what teams need to do. They just, they just got to make sure they finish with the last drive, and that's how you beat Kansas City. Because their 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 O line is there, their offense is there. Tyreek didn't even do anything yesterday, and you know they still put up as many points as they did. But the Ravens again, after that shitty loss last week, they needed this win. This is a huge win for the Ravens, man. Like you can't underestimate what the hell they just did. Um, you know the Chiefs they, they, the Chiefs do this, man. They when when they lost to the Raiders early in the season, you know they like they they let a couple games slip by. They'll be fine. They're good. You know they'll they'll still be in the AFC Championship. Everything is fine. Nothing to panic about. But uh, this is more so about the Ravens needing this win than than the Chiefs, in my opinion. I hate picking the Chiefs against the spread because last year, too, Chiefs were 7-9 and nine against the spread where I feel like you're going to get all these teams against just these obscure, like, one of the playing a team where they're high spread in their favor. Like, I'm going to pull up my app quite, quickly right now just to check see if their if they're spread for Sunday is listed. And right now, man, they're 6.5-point favorite over the Chargers, man. I, I, I think you got to – you got to fade that. You got to go with the Chargers on that one. It's That's a, a division game, yeah. Yeah, six and a half for a division game. I do not like that. Like, if this, if this was the Chargers of, say, like two to three years ago, yeah, you take that. But we know the two games the Chiefs and the Chargers played last year, especially the first one where Herbert started on five minutes notice, it went to overtime. Yeah, man, no. Um, like I said before, with, with, with the bad teams, how Vegas knows how to set up the spreads, it's the same thing. They're not going to... They're not gonna lose a shitload of money on teams like the Chiefs because they just they just know how to set these spreads like perfectly. I'll never forget last year. I bet I bet on the Chiefs against the Buccaneers. I think it was like three and a half, and the Chiefs were fucking blowing them out to start the game, and then the Bucks just came back and covered that, and I couldn't believe it. So, um, yeah, man, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch that Chiefs spread. I would definitely touch that over though. Definitely, I don't even care what the number is. I would take it. I think it's like fifty. I think it's fifty-five. That's high as fuck too, and I'd still take it. I'm not going to take it, but I would. If, if I had to bet on anything on that game, that's what I would bet on. I'm not either. The only spreads I'm looking at for next week, so so we'll, I'll take a deeper dive into it on Thursday, but the only spreads I'm looking at so far that I like, 
And that's the only other thing I'll add to with uh, before we go back to this game was just look, Baltimore needed to get the win. Lamar Jackson, man, John Harbaugh, just it's that Randy Marsh South Park gift with him, just with the wheel, his balls in the wheelbarrow, just balls of steel. Um, because I knew as soon as that Edwards Alaire fumbled happened, I was just like, man, the, I'm like, the Ravens are winning this game. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I'm looking at some spreads for next week. Um, Man, what I do not like is the Bills over the football team. They have the Bills at nine and a half so far. Nine and a half over the football team. Wow. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch that because Josh Allen still hasn't had a great performance. This might be the one, but I'm sure you're going to find better bets out there. I haven't even looked at the uh, – let me see. Let me see what I like next week. I got. One I, already told, I already gave you the Panthers. I think the Panthers are going to cover that. Um, yeah, Panthers seven and a half. I'm in a. I'm in a spread pool, so I have to pick them weekly. This week I was horseshit. Last week I was pretty good. I went to. I was ten, ten and six last week. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, I'm in a money line. Uh, just straight up pick them league. Doing all right there. Denver. Wow, they're giving Denver eleven points, man. That's high. That's yeah. high. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't recommend to bet on the Jets, but that is a very high spread. I don't think the Jets are that bad. But um, I will the pick them between the Bucks and the Rams. Like man, the Bucks Rams game is the game I think everyone's gonna be like swooning over all week long. If whoever wins that game, you know everyone's gonna be declaring you know the NFC favorite. Mm-hmm. I think um I think my favorite game next week is definitely gonna have to be the uh the Cardinals minus seven and a half against the Jags. Yeah, I, I think, think that I, they're just gonna completely destroy them. Yeah, I think that's easy money. Um, I think I think Chargers cover six and a half. Um, one I'm kind of tempted, or, or one that's well, the one that's listed here that I kind of like too is the Cowboys at four points over the Eagles. Uh, Cowboy Eagle games are usually weird. Yeah, you would say logic says to take that. I probably wouldn't. Um, but I like. If if listen, if Wentz isn't playing, Tennessee minus five, man. I don't see I don't see how the Colts are scoring, you know. So I think that's good. Um, if I had to take an underdog money line for next week, I think I would go with. I hit the Panthers this week, by the way, over the Saints. That was a good one. I would go with either the Bengals. Over the uh, over the um, Steelers or the Falcons over the Giants, one of those two. I promise you, one of those two are winning. For upsets or for upsets, yes. Yeah, the other one I like for upset is Minnesota over Seattle. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that line's gonna end up at, but um, it's yeah, at no, one point right now. Yeah, I see it's at one right now. It might even it might even go to Seattle minus two two and a half, but you know that's that's definitely a possibility too. That Bucks and Rams game, that's gonna be a good one. Wow. The Bucks Rams, even two Dolphins Ra- Dolphins Raiders, late sneaky good game, late sneaky good game, game two. We saw the one that happened last year. Yep. And hey man, hey, the, if, if if the Packers lose this game, I don't think they're gonna lose right now on Monday night, but they got the they got the Niners going into San Fran next week. That might uh if the Packers open up as a favorite, I don't think they will, but you know, you, you might have to uh might have to take San Fran there. Aaron Rodgers is shit on the West Coast. Like, remember, it was two years ago. He went to L.A. and he got his ass kicked, and then he went yeah. to the Chargers two weeks later, and same thing. And then, man, they got beat in the AFC and the NFC Championship game in San Francisco. 
Listen, I'm rooting for the Lions here. I just want to see Aaron Rodgers come and be like, relax. Again, just relax. Just like he did. What was that, two years ago now? Uh, but I think it's been a bunch of years. All I know, yeah. too, is, look, this team hasn't been to the back of the Super Bowl since I was in high school. Respect, respect, respect to the Lions, though, right now. I did not think this game would be anywhere near this close. Yeah, I knew it was easy money picking them to cover the spread. Yeah, that was a good pick by you, bro. Very good pick. Easy money. I didn't I didn't bet it, but I picked it in my spread pool. I'm like, especially after last week, too, I was just like, look, Green Bay's got to show me that they're a good team again before I pick them on the spread. Yeah, and, you know, they're not proving anything right now at all. Exactly. I couldn't name I couldn't name you three Lions defenders right now on everything. I really couldn't, and you know they're they're, they're they have Green Bay at fourteen points. I could I know Alex Anzalone. I know it was Enrique, and I want to say Michael Brockers. There you go. I know Brockers. I know Okora because I wanted him in the off season. Um, and then, I know Romeo Okora as well. Yeah, I don't I don't really know anyone else. No, there's Jeff Okuda, but he killed his Achilles last week. Jeff Okuda, yeah. I, yeah, so like this defense is, you know, they that's that's the Lions have a lot, lot of needs, man, a lot of needs. Yeah, their offensive lines are the strongest part of their game right now. So they, if they can fix it, I feel like they'll be good, but we'll have to wait and see on them. Super did well yesterday, or not yesterday, uh, last week against Bosa. So, you know, they that's a, so, and people and were I, panicking, panicking about him about in the preseason, absolutely panicking about his game tape, but he's he's doing good, so good for them. Oh, exactly. But um, anyway, folks, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, Danny, it was a blast having you back on. We'll have to get you back yeah, on soon, fun. too. We'll do yeah, maybe some – uh, we'll do some, maybe get you back on before the next uh, Pats-Jets game, which is only in a month from now, believe it or not. And then even there's some yeah. more opportunities to get you back on. But we'll just uh, keep going forward and then uh, see where everything goes. Yeah, this was a fun one, bro. This is probably my favorite one that we did. But, um, yeah, man, always a pleasure. You know, if you're, I don't know how many Jet fans you have listening, like I said, but if you, if you are a Jet fan, hang in there. It's not the end of the world. I know we've seen this story before, but I promise you it's going to be different this time. Nah, exactly. You know what? Just keep moving forward and wish you the best of luck on every game except for the one on October 24th. Well, anyway, folks, that's going to do it for episode number 111. We're chugging to 200. Don't you worry. But thank you very much for listening, guys, and we'll see you back here for week three as Matt Beast is on here as we get you set for Pat Saints. And I may have some tricks up my sleeve some, for some maybe some other guests coming on, too. Have a good one, everybody. Peace. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Do... Did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. 
wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.